We celebrate this feast today, of course, being uh, Sunday and gathering for prayer. But on Tuesday, our nation celebrates um, Veterans Day. We uh, had the flag paraded in this morning in our opening procession, uh, just a sort of a reminder, but also um, sort of a, as a thank you to those who are veterans for your service uh, to us, to this country, and uh, the protection that you provided. I'd like uh, the veterans to please stand for a moment so that we can recognize you. Certainly a, a great thanks for your service. Uh, we will impart a very special blessing at the end of Mass today, but I, I wanted people to see who the vets are amongst us uh, as we are gathered. My homily is uh, a lot about history this morning. Uh, I think most people know here that I'm kind of into that. Uh, but the history kind of helps to unfold what this great feast is about today. and. Uh, we don't normally get to celebrate this feast, um, but in ordinary time, when certain feasts fall on Sunday, they take the place of the ordinary Sunday. So last week, of course, we had the celebration of uh, All Souls on November the 2nd, and today uh, with the ninth the dedication of the Lateran Basilica. And you know, very early in our church's history, there was a, a very uh, a deep desire for the early Christians to celebrate the anniversaries of uh, their beloved dead, and most especially uh, the martyrs amongst them. And then close behind the development of those celebrations comes the, the, the desire, again, to celebrate the anniversaries of uh, uh, you know, the consecration of their bishops uh, and, and popes. And almost simultaneously with that, there comes a desire to also celebrate the anniversaries of the consecration of a church. And uh, you know, most especially the anniversary of the consecration of the, the cathedral in the diocese. Now, you know, we celebrated the 10th anniversary of the consecration of this church last March, the 22nd. This past Monday, November 3rd, was the feast of the rededication of our cathedral here in Cincinnati. And so within the cathedral, there was a, a large celebration. And uh, the night before, all the priests got together with the archbishop to uh, be reminded of what you know, the cathedral is for us as the mother church. Uh, so today, even these uh, celebrations, these opportunities are very, very important. And actually, in the uh, cathedral, the feast was celebrated as a solemnity, so the highest sort of feast that can be celebrated. So an ancient tradition. And it comes from the Old Testament. If you're familiar with the book of Maccabees, Judas Maccabeus instituted an annual celebration of the rededication of the temple in 165 BC. And usually, you know, those kind of anniversaries are celebrated only locally. But today, we take part in an exception. And despite being probably the most impressive church in the whole wide world, the Basilica of St. Peter, and in reality, the name of the Basilica of St. Peter is the Basilica of St. Peter and Paul, which you know, most people are not aware of, but, but it is not the cathedral. That's the shrine that was built over the tomb, the grave of St. Peter. 
But the Cathedral of Rome is what we celebrate today, St. John Lateran. And uh, it is the most important church in Catholicism, uh, without a doubt. And it was originally named the Patriarchal Basilica of the Most Holy Savior and St. John the Baptist at the Lateran. So when a pope is elected, his first and most primary role is actually as the Bishop of Rome. And so he has you know, responsibility for everything that happens within you know, that uh, particular diocese. And uh, you know, he has to hand off a lot of those responsibilities to others to, to run things. Uh, but when he is making important pronouncements or on important feast days, that's where he goes to celebrate, uh, to celebrate Mass. So it, it is the Pope's church. And it came about, uh, I think we've got uh, some pictures up here. You see Constantine presenting uh, the, the Lateran Basilica to Pope St. Sylvester. And um, th the reason this, this comes about is uh, there was a Roman senator by the name of uh, Plautinus Lauternus, and he was executed by Nero. And so this is several hundred years before this event takes place. And his property becomes uh, you know, property of the, the imperial court. Um, of course, as Christianity then is accepted in uh, 312 and becomes legal, uh, Constantine, uh, you know, certainly his mother probably had a little prodding to do with this, St. Helena, um, begins to turn over uh, imperial property to the church so that it would have it as places of worship. And uh, here, in this case, for the Bishop of Rome to be able to have a residence uh, that matched his dignity and his office. So that happens in 312. By the year 324, on November the 9th, is dedicated the first basilica dedicated to our Savior. Some years later, there's a remodeling, and then at that time, it's in the, uh, the 10th century, um, the church is, also has the name of St. John the Baptist added to it. And then, eventually, in 1308, the papacy leaves Rome. French king sort of has a, a hold over the French cardinals, and they elect the French pope, and the king invites them to Avignon. Very, very sad, bad time in the church's history because the, the pope comes under the king's thumb. And that lasts until uh, 1377. By the time the papacy returns to Rome, St. John Lateran is in ruins. Uh, it is uh, fallen apart. And so at that point then, the Holy Father, moves to the Vatican Hill for his residence, and thus the reason why uh, he still lives there today. But he's only lived in the Vatican for 637 years, as opposed to St. John, where they lived for about a thousand. So a much longer history, and, and again, a very important place. And today, our scriptures talk about foundations, and uh, you know, the building upon important foundations. And uh, that is something that we have to think about, not the, you know, the, the foundation of a building, but the foundation who is a person. You know, we, I think sometimes we forget that. We, you know, we think about our faith as an institution. And certainly institutional things are necessary in order to keep from having chaos. But the, the truth of the matter is our faith is a person. It is Jesus Christ. And our focus is to be on and in and for Jesus Christ. 
You know, parents desire baptism for their children because they, you know, feel this relationship with the Lord and with the church, and they want that for their child. And, and so, you know, this important feast today is, is to remind us of, of foundations and, uh, and, and, and presence in, in the Lord. You know, Paul was relying on God's grace, and, and he tried to be uh, the, the, one of the master builders of this faith of ours. And, and he built the best foundation that he could. And then he said, and another, and another is building upon it. Jesus is building upon it. And Paul cautions us. He says that each one of us must be careful how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one that is there, namely Jesus Christ. So as we celebrate the dedication of the Lateran Basilica, we call to mind, again, more than the building. And being the Cathedral of Rome, it is our mother church. And this leads us today to ponder this church of ours founded by Jesus Christ and its, its unity under the Bishop of Rome, the Holy Father. And, and the church has certainly been structured in many ways throughout the centuries, but the foundation is always the Lord. The foundation is always, again, this, this person, this person who calls us into a relationship with him. That's the most important relationship that we can have. And in coming into that relationship, then, his church as well. You know, the, the church through the centuries has seen itself fall into disrepair. And, and it's endured its, you know, its share of earthquakes, its share of destructive forces uh, from within, but always the foundation has remained. And new and better structures are built then on that foundation of Jesus. You know, we not only look to the foundation of the church, but we are also to look at you know, our personal foundation of faith. Is it solid? You know, can you sit here saying that, yes, I believe that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, and I, I believe that, that this church is his church? You know, do you believe in what happens at this altar in the, the true and real and divine presence of Jesus Christ? Do you? And if not, is your heart open to, to delving deeper into this faith of ours, into, again, this person of Jesus, to learn more about him and what, what he wants from us? Is it solid? Is it solid enough to build upon? And, and does what flows from us, just like the water from the temple, make for new growth based on? On Christ himself. Now, I've been talking a lot lately. Father James has been as well. We've been studying and, and looking at, you know, how we do things here in the parish and, and, and trying to make this place a, a place of life in the Lord. Um, and, and our hope is then that in changing people's lives that you will do that with others as well. You know, we've, we've used the term new evangelization. 
And that was the call of John Paul II, who, of course, is now a, a saint. And John Paul calls us to re-evangelize the world. There are so many Christians out there who are no longer practicing their faith, and we know them. You know, I bet each and every one of you knows at least one person like that. Do what you can. Live your life, most importantly, as the Lord calls you to live it. And then, because of that example, perhaps you've got an opportunity to do some inviting, to bring them home, to bring them into the relationship that Jesus wants for them. And, and we're all responsible for that. It's not... Father James and, and I preaching every Sunday and, and going out and, and writing and, and then going out and doing that work. But each and every one of us, you know, we have a, a very wonderful and beautiful faith that is based on the foundation of Jesus. And we're called to spread it. We're called to bring others to him. So let's go out and, as we're reminded this day of the importance of foundations and the importance of, of structures where you know, the Lord resides in a special way. Let's go out and invite others to, to come here and be with the Lord as well.